morning. It's good to see all of you here. I tell you, this past week, so many people said, oh, I'm going to be gone Sunday. We had a lot of folks that are gone for the holidays. I wondered if we would have anybody here, but uh, we do. And uh, we have several visitors as well. We're thankful for your presence and uh, hope that uh, you'll appreciate and enjoy the time that we have together worshiping God and that the devotions will will be uplifting to you. I'm going to uh, set, you know, every week we tell people to turn their watches off. And if I can do that, well, I'll just set it there. You see it. Or our clocks. Our phones. I'll get it right. I can't do two things at once. Um, I've left mine on today because I have a timer that has been set. I don't know how long I have this morning. It's going to go off. Kim said it, so she's to blame. We may be out of here in two minutes. Um, you may be here an hour. She may just want to see me stretch and struggle. I don't know. But she set the clock and the timer is going off and I don't know when it's going off. But when it goes off, I'm done. I'm just going to stop wherever that is and I'm going to go down and Brian will come up and, and sing the invitation song. Because of that, I want to go ahead and extend the invitation the very first thing that we do today. I want you to know that our time is limited. And if you know that you need to give your life to the Lord and you haven't done that yet, in just a few moments, we'll be singing a song of encouragement. And you need to think seriously about your relationship with God. If you have never been baptized into Christ, if you haven't repented of your sins, but you believe in Jesus, it's time to make that step. We've spent enough time in sin. We've done enough of our own thing. It's time to give your life to the one who loves you more than anything in this world. And if you need to be baptized into Christ this morning, I hope that you'll make use of the time that you have while you still have it. If you're here this morning and you're already a child of God, but if your time was up today, you don't want to meet the Lord, then make the change needed. John said that Jesus, the Lord, is faithful and just to forgive us if we'll but confess our faults. And if you need the prayers of your brethren to get your life right, to come clean, to repent, to to get back in the light, walking in the light, then when we get to the end, when the timer goes off, I hope that you'll make the decision to give your life to the Lord and restore yourself or be restored to Him. We only have a certain amount of time. And I know that we all make plans. What, what are we going to do with the time that we have? And, and I don't think that there are a whole lot of people that just deliberately want to go to hell. I think most everybody sees or pictures themselves as someday being with God in heaven. And I know that even those who are not walking in the light or who haven't joined hands with God, I know that most of them intend to someday when the timing is right, When it's more convenient, they plan to give their lives to Jesus. But that doesn't always happen. And you've lived long enough to know that things happen in the lives of people that are unplanned and unprepared. People leave this world every day unprepared. 
You know, when you stop and think about it, most people don't know and don't have any idea of the day of their death. And I'm real, well, I'm particularly glad of that. I, I don't think that I would like that. I would live in dread of that day, maybe. And there are people who may be saying, well, I have time. And when, when I have the right moment, the right opportunity, I'm, I'm going to obey. But you know what's one of the saddest thoughts? One of the saddest thoughts that I think we can entertain is the fact that when Jesus does come, or when we leave this world and our time is up, there will be people that would say, will say, ah, I, it caught me. I wasn't ready. I, I intended to. Years ago, Brother Thomas Warren did a little slideshow. I don't, you remember the old film strips, the Jewel Miller film strips? Well, Brother Warren had created some film strip of um, a little story about a man. He was a milkman. Maybe you remember this, but uh, he, his family were all Christians. He wasn't. He'd go to church with his family. He would sit in the pew with his family. He would sing and be polite and bow his head with his family, but he never had obeyed the gospel. That particular morning when he woke up, his wife had talked to him about Jesus. His children had said something to him about Jesus, and he just went off to work like he does every day. And as he was making his route, all of a sudden, the heavens divided, there was the shout of a trumpet, and the Lord returned. It was too late. Now, there was some license, I guess, poetic license, but it shows the scrambling that must have taken place in that man's mind. But it's too late. He couldn't get baptized then. He couldn't obey the Lord then. He, he had put off too late. And as you saw in the film strip, his, his son and his daughter and his wife being reunited or united with the Lord... He was headed in the other direction to a fate that, from which there was no escape. That video, when I watched that as a child, has stuck with me for probably 40 years. I remember that and remember it well. Wish I could show it, find it somewhere, and, and show that again. But that will be the story of countless people who don't hate God. It's not that they despise what Jesus came to do, They've, they're just in love with themselves more than they are God, and they want to do their own thing, and, and they think they have all the time in the world. But our time is limited. And truth of the matter is, none of us know how much time we have. I've told you before about preaching for a man, or preaching, and a man came in, and it's the first time he'd ever come to church, his wife was so thrilled because he was at church. And it just so happens that that evening I was preaching on what must I do to be saved. And she was thrilled and I was excited. I thought, providence of God, I'm preaching this sermon on fundamentals. And this man who's never been to church has come to church with his wife this night. And as I preached, I preached to him. And I watched him. And when the invitation was extended, he didn't respond. And I thanked him for coming. I shook his hand. I made sure that I was as pleasant as I could be to him as he left. And, and uh, he went home that night. Got a phone call about 3 o'clock in the morning from this lady who was a Christian. And she said, you need to come out to my house. 
my husband just died. I've often wondered, you know, did the Lord and his providence say, I'll give you one more chance? He had the opportunity to be saved, to have his sins forgiven, to, to go to heaven. He heard the plan of salvation. He heard what Jesus had done for him. He knew what he needed to do in response to that good news. And he said no. He didn't have as much time as he thought he had. And those stories can be repeated over and over again. Brother M.H. Tucker, many of you may remember him. I think he worked here for a while, back in maybe the 70s. Uh, M.H.'s son, Mike, if you remember him, was a friend of mine when I preached in West Virginia. He was preaching just across the river there in uh, Kentucky. And uh, we would meet and talk and have fellowship with each other from time to time. And, And he called me one day and he said, you'll never believe what happened. I went to the hospital to visit a man. He'd been attending for years and years with his family. He'd never obeyed the gospel. He just kept putting off. And now he's sick and he's dying, terribly sick. And he wanted to be baptized while he was in the hospital. And so I said, yes, well, let's get it done. We can go down the hall. There's a whirlpool there. And his family said, you will do no such thing. You take him down there, you end up killing him. He's not going anywhere. The man is begging to be baptized. His family is saying, absolutely not. And so they were trying to call in officials and doctors and, and patient representatives. And, and that while the, all this stuff is going on, trying to make plans to baptize this man, he died. He knew what he should do. He just waited too long. His time was up. Now he has to face God unprepared. Listen, the seasons mark time for us, don't they? We can kind of know what time it is by the season that we're in. And right now, Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 20 reminds us of a statement that the prophet Jeremiah made to the people back then. He said, summer is ended and we're not saved. Well, summer is just beginning. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we're, we're beginning summer now. School's out. Everybody's doing their summer stuff. I, I want to extend and impress upon you the need to obey the Lord right now as we begin this summer season. Don't let a season pass. I'm going to remind you at the beginning of this time that if you're not saved, you need to be saved. And when we get to the end of this season, I'm going to refer to this passage again in Jeremiah chapter 8. Summer is ended and we're not saved. Folks, God is gracious. There's no reason not to be saved. There will be a last day. Someday, whether it's because I die or whether the Lord comes again, there will be a last day. You're going to wake up one morning and the sun is going to rise like it always does. And you're going to have breakfast. And you're going to go to work. And you're going to talk to your wife and your co-workers and your family. And you're going to do it all for the very last time. There will be a day when you do all those things for the very last time. And then the judgment. Whether it's that the Lord will return or whether we die, that day's coming. And when that day comes, it's time's gone. Time's up. We don't have any more. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 1 and verse 11 that that same Jesus 